We did one of these things and then we didn't do one again for like a month and now I don't remember how we intro this podcast or if we have a, a set way to intro this podcast. I don't think we had one. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think I just chose some some funky jazz music. Yeah, I think some, that's what it was. Some free domain jazz music to... Which I guess, if I still have the file saved, we'll be playing under what we're saying right now. Nothing screams professional like like free domain jazz. Oh, that's any podcast I've ever produced has <laughs> has free domain jazz music. I haven't seen all the trailers we're going to break down in this, but you have. I have. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll just get things going. There's been so many trailers since we last did a podcast, mm. uh, and some obvious ones that I don't think we can really bring a whole lot to the table. Spider-Man Far From Home, for example. Oh. Um, a really interesting trailer piece of news that happened in the last month is when the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out and fans were so livid over him having human teeth that the production company actually went back to the drawing board. All I could think was though, what, what other teeth would they put in? Because the pointy ones that people mocked up looked terrifying too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Does does original no teeth? does original animated Sonic have teeth at all? I don't know. The Pokemon have teeth, kind of, and the Pokemon in, in Detective Pikachu look pretty good. But they have like two teeth. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I think that it's silly to get hung up on what would look realistic <laughs> in a movie about live action Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. All right, so let's get going. Uh, the first trailer is a CW production of Nancy Drew. Mm. Before we watch this together. Did you read Nancy Drew? I didn't read Nancy Drew. I really wasn't into it. I know what the premise of the books was, I suppose, but it wasn't really something I was into as a kid. They're the girls' counterpart to the Hardy Boys. Yeah. I read a couple of Hardy Boys books. Did you like them? I guess. I think I, I, think I, I, think I was <laughs> like... Glowing review. I think I was like, I'm supposed to like these. I had a, a very earth-shattering moment uh, about a year ago when a podcast I listened to called... Oof, uh, it's a book podcast. I'll... I'll think of it later um they basically broke down the original hardy boys book uh and i learned then that franklin w dixon who wrote the entire hardy boys series was not in fact a real person that the hardy boys (laughs) the hardy boys series was written by a writing staff of people who all collectively used the pen name franklin w dixon and they were all the hardy boys which was so upsetting (laughs) and then in the next generation of the hardy boys when they started making them again like book 50 through 100 when I was a kid. They were just written by someone named Frank Dixon. And I always assumed that was Franklin W. Dixon's son. No, it was just, they just youthed down the pen name. Yeah. And it was probably- We don't need the W. Probably the same for for Nancy Drew. Anyway, so they've done a spooky Riverdale-esque teen version. A CW version of Nancy Drew. Dead Lucy. I feel like I would just watched a whole season of television. Right? My it's God, that was long. the longest trailer. I have some thoughts on this trailer. All right, hang on. Let me turn this off here. God, okay. Okay, what are your thoughts? What are your initial reactions to the Nancy Drew trailer? Number one, it just looks like Riverdale. I mean, the guys, one. the guys that brought you Riverdale, right down to the fact that she looks like Betty from Riverdale. Yeah, and also, with red hair. And also Evan Rachel Wood in a bell costume. Yeah. Yeah. It has the same lighting, which is like dark, it's blue, it's purple, it has fog, it's perpetually fall. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This, I think, is the Riverdale set the same one used from Pretty Little Liars? I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly where they filmed it. They're, Pretty Little Liars is probably made in some small town, maybe in British Columbia, but, maybe, but I, I don't, don't know. know. So what this looks like to me, the whole set looks like a cross between Riverdale, 
and Pretty Little Liars, right down to the murder mystery right. aspect of it, which is just inherently Nancy Drew. But they're in a diner, which is so Riverdale. The costumes are very Riverdale. It just kind of feels like, like I know instantly this show is going to go off the rails by season two. You make a good point, too. And I understand that there is... Um an ever-growing appetite for young people especially to watch attractive people pretending to be teenagers in a small town solving mysteries. I get that that's always going to be a theme and whether they're good shows or not, they might as well keep making them for the CW. And by the way, they're always on the CW. Always. But how come they're always in small towns? I don't know. Like, and why does it always have to be nighttime? Well, seriously, but like, and I understand also there's like an inherent spookiness to small towns because people chat. Yeah. But like maybe one of these murder mystery shows should take place in like Chicago. Yeah. Can we also talk about the fact that in Riverdale and Pretty Little Liars and in Nancy Drew, we have people who are in high school that are like, you know, you got to blame the got to blame the husband in this situation. I know how to be an investigator with a big crime. Right. Like they have any idea. Well, the investigator shows up and he's like, I recognize all you guys and especially you, Nancy, Nancy Drew. Drew. And she's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm always doing your job, which I mean, that again is a tra- the old Batman TV series from the 60s. It was like a gag that the police couldn't do anything. And that's right. why that's why Batman always had to step in. But like you and I watched all of Pretty Little Liars together. And that was constantly the problem. The police were idiots. In fact, some of them were corrupt. Some, a lot of them were corrupt. And I guess that was true in Riverdale, too. Mm-hmm. Is this teaser a pleaser or is this trailer a, trailer a failure? I can't say that. We're going to have to change that. <laughs> I always want to say Something trailer. Else. It's somewhere in between. It's It looks fine. If you like Riverdale, you'll probably like this show, I imagine. But I just know that by season two, I'm not going to like it anymore. So yeah. I probably don't want to watch it. I am neither teased nor pleased. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. This is a, an NBC show starring Bradley Whitford. Which, first and foremost, I'm... I love Bradley Whitford. I'm interested. So the show's called uh, Perfect Harmony. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Really? Okay, first of all, it just looks like Glee starring Bradley Whitford, which is sad. Glee starring Bradley Whitford, but also starring Anna Camp, which makes it also pitch perfect. Well, that's what I was thinking. This is yeah. <laughs> why would why would she put herself in this situation where she wants to do another show choir Does show? Does she do Does she do other shows that aren't singing based? She's very funny. I'm kind of surprised you don't see her more. I know. I think was she in the Help? I don't know. You've seen the Help like eight times. I want to say she was in the Help. Um, and obviously, I love Bradley Whitford. I, I love everything he's ever done, and and he's always thrived on uh, an NBC show. It's been a long time since he actually led one, mm-hmm. and he's done like a lot of supporting roles in movies in recent years. And he's gotten very cool. He's got this cool factor, and I I fear that this show lacks a cool factor. I think it could have a cool factor because of him, though. Maybe. I mean, it's got an edge. You have to remember when Glee first began. The premise was satire, right? And then Glee ultimately became the thing that it was lampooning. Glee season one was great. It had a real edge. I loved it. And this show looks like it wants to have an edge. I just feel like it could lose some steam because at the end of the day, it's a network comedy, I guess, but hour-long comedy. To be fair, the trailer of this wasn't nearly as long as the trailer for Nancy Drew. So maybe there's just stuff that we're not that we're not getting from this trailer but they're singing like goofy uh flamboyant versions of wrecking ball and eye of the tiger eye like the that tiger that yeah feels like glee to me it does i don't know i think i'm on board with it i mean i, I would be open to watching an episode for sure i think i'm on board though because of bradley whitford 
Well, I'm, I always give something with him a chance, I, yeah. I guess. But ultimately, I think that I'm only like moderately pleased by this tease. Yeah. You're in for it. You I'm, get- I'm in for it a little more than you are, but I, I wouldn't say I'm full pleased by this teaser. So far in this episode, you have a better attitude than I do. <laughs> That's for darn sure. So last night, you and I went to see The Long Shot, the Seth oh. Rogen my god charlie's there really good movie it was so funny it was really funny really warm and i think culturally it's marking sort of the comeback of the romantic comedy which i couldn't be more excited about where's the romantic comedy gone why it really went off the rails i think people really got into horror movies for the past you know five six years right and now we're finally coming back around to the rom-com which i'm here for well and to be fair i guess they didn't totally go away just the big studio version did like Mm. the the netflix b movie rom-com has been back for a couple years now yeah especially in the past year i want to say to all the boys i've ever loved yeah um that unicorn store one i guess that's not really a rom-com it's not really a rom-com set it up remember set it up that was good oh yeah 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 so I think it's been making a comeback on other platforms, but we're finally starting to see it in big movies. So we saw the again. long shot last night. And uh, then the other day, the trailer came out for a movie called Always Be My Maybe, which is a fabulous title. Great title. Let's take a look at that. You're going to be late. Right, I look good? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves comes back into our lives. Right? In a good way. Not as John Wick. No, and he's having kind of a moment right now. He is. Not that he's really going to matter that much in this movie, but let's just talk about him while he's come up on the screen. He's got this like weird uh, cultural role where people love him in part because he's kind of like a sad figure. Mm. Like, you know, sad Keanu. Sad Keanu meme. The meme. And then just in general, he's had like some hardships in his life and like he's never been a critical darling Mm. as a performer, but he seems like a good dude. And so it's almost like, a big part of Keanu Reeves' fandom is pity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he would like hearing that. He probably wouldn't. And by the way, I like Keanu Reeves too. And it seems like in this movie, he's going to be able to laugh at himself because he plays this corny guy with long hair and big glasses who Ali Wong is uh, is sleeping with instead of our hero, Randall Park. Can I just say this trailer looks so good. And it I does. love that it's mostly a full Asian cast. Yeah, I wonder, does, does Crazy Rich Asians help this movie happen? Or was this in the in the hopper already who knows but i'm here for it i think it's great it definitely looks like a romantic comedy in fact we just talked about the long shot in premise it's very comparable in that like these two people were kids together yeah they they were sweet together and then she got mega successful and he's still kind of bumming around life yeah he's like working with his dad as a moving company right person right have you seen ali wong's stand-up i haven't it's very funny I need to watch it. It's really very good. And he's good too, Randall Park. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Like I said, I think Always Be My Maybe is a really great title for for a romantic comedy. Um, And I'm I'm so excited for rom-coms to be back. Do you have a favorite rom-com of all time? I love when Harry met Sally. Oh, that's a classic. I mean, it's a classic. It's so good. Kind of the essential answer. Well, maybe we'll have a new one in in this coming wave. All right, we're going to move on to uh, franchise film. Mm. Kind of a reboot. One I wouldn't have thought was a good idea initially, and then they announced the cast, and now I'm kind of on board. Come on. Well, it's not going to save itself. I'm driving. Turn it up a few more. Oh, 
It's called Men in Black International. I didn't think they were ever going to get around to making another Men in Black no. movie. A little while ago, there was a rumor that they were going to blend the Men in Black universe with the Jump Street universe. Mm. And they were going to have Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum be the new Men in Black, which would have been cool. It would have been great. It would have worked. But instead, we got a, a pretty compelling cast. We got Liam Neeson in there. We've got Kumail Nanjiani as an alien of some kind. I love Kumail, too. Emma Thompson, Tessa Thompson, and Chris Hemsworth who's i mean he sells a movie yeah that's gonna be kind of cool he made a he made a star wars reference they he he said corellian scum which is kind of a deep star wars reference and it looks kind of funny i think when i first saw men in black i didn't know it was a comedy because i was so young really? and i was just like oh this is an action movie and then you watch it when you're an adult and you're like this is so corny and yeah it knows. this is just a plain comedy yeah yeah i was a bit of an apologist for Men in Black 3, the, the time travel one where they have Josh Brolin play mm. Tommy Lee Jones. I kind of thought that worked, but a lot of people hated it. I don't remember it all that well. I remember the first one, and I loved it. Yeah. I think what I love about this trailer is that <clears throat> we still see all the aliens animated as you would, but they've kind of kept a little bit of the animation style. Like, it doesn't look super realistic. No. Like, you would think... For this day and age, they've right. kind of kept that same vibe from Men in Black 1. Right. And I love it. Yeah, and they make a little uh, men and women in black joke. Mm. I think that's kind of cool. Gender equality. I definitely think this one's a pleaser. I think it's a pleaser. I'm excited for it. I'm June into 14th. It. Okay, uh, new, I think this is a TV show, something called Chad. Let's take a look. Junior high is behind me now. Was it a freaking failure? Yes. But high school's gonna be different. You don't know my the show's called Chad. It's coming to... The show's called Chad. It's coming to TBS. It stars Nassim Pedrad from Saturday Night Live fame. Oh. Who kind of has a similar role in SNL history 10 years ago as, say, Cecily Strong does now, and that she lives in the shadow mm. of another performer Even on the show. Even though she's great. At the time, it was Kristen Wiig. I always loved Nassim Pedrad. And she played young teenage boys really well on the show. And they've got her in, like, in full makeup. They're putting, like, this little wig on her. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of compelling. And, and for that reason, it's it's in premise kind of comparable to that show Pen15, mm, where yeah. the 30-year-old women are playing 13-year-old girls. I kind of didn't know who was playing this kid. You got that it was a woman, though. Only in the end when we see like a wig being put on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. And I just thought it was like, what a funny character. Now, the initial Reddit comments on this trailer are not that... Uh, supportive. Really? They think it doesn't really look that good. It looks kind of cringy. Uh, I'm just kind of happy to see her again because as I said, I was a fan and she left SNL um, to be one of the leads on Mulaney, which probably mm, at the time sounded yeah. like a surefire deal it and obviously work. it wilted. It's cringy, but in the best way. It's yeah. cringy in a way that reminds you of your own childhood. And you're like, oh, God. Certainly pretty awkward, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Well, maybe that's going to be a new theme in TV shows with, between this and, and Pen15. We're yeah. going to go back and like really show you what it was like. Not these uh, romanticized depictions of what nostalgic high school was like, like but romance was hard. Like. Yeah. yeah, we're actually going to get into the nitty gritty of what it's like to be a super awkward 13-year-old. Yeah, just normal life, grade seven. Ugh. I want to have a good attitude about Chad. I think it looks okay. I think it looks great. All right. Okay, so this is um, kind of interesting. This is a this is really just a teaser trailer, uh, and it's not for a movie or a TV show. I think it's for a stage show. Oh yeah. And that's all we get. 
seven seconds. Yeah, there's really nothing to it at all except we recognize the little twinkling melody from Back to the Future, which is one of the last remaining sacred film franchises <laughs> that won't be rebooted. <laughs> except for it looks like they're going to make Great Scott, the Back to the Future musical. It's going to be called Great Scott? That's what the YouTube clip is called. Oh, and, I realize that. And all we see in this clip is just like a steamy blue light and uh, some sneakers, some sneakers and a puffy vest, holding a guitar and walking up to DeLorean and opening the gullwing door, and that's all we get. As somebody who is such a huge Back to the Future fan, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm okay with it. I think actually, because like, like I said, like don't ever make Back to the Future Part Four. Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis, who created the original trilogy, like have it in their will that you're not allowed to touch these properties after really? they die. Yeah, like they're like, I don't care what kind of money you throw at us. This is never to be dealt with again. And that's this is very, what it is. Leave it. Very comforting to Back to the Future fans um, because it's perfect and and don't don't mess around with it. Um, but there's like a a pretty interesting comic book series of Back to the Future, which kind of works as a companion to the film series that doesn't sully the films. Same can be said for this video game that came out a couple of years ago for, I don't know, PS2 or something. It's quite a long time ago now. But like these things that are actually pretty critically acclaimed that help you preserve the film franchise mm. without actually... Making uh, a new film. Without making a new film. And so this kind of is along the same theme. We've got a stage musical. Now, it might just be the story of the original Back to the Future, and we'll kind of work in the musical themes of Johnny B. Good and The Power of Love and Ooh. then write some original songs. And that would be okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and Back to the Future is inherently campy and silly. And so that works for a musical as well. Absolutely. So I'm kind of open to this. I wonder how they would do the DeLorean on stage. I know. Because You're right. It's an action adventure thing. Yeah. Like they could make a DeLorean fly with hanging it, but... I don't think they could use the actual car. It would be way too heavy and risky to be floating around a theater. Well, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have to bring in an actual DeLorean. But what are some other examples of cars in musicals? Like, there's a lot of cars Greece. in Greece. Um, and then, like, it's not a musical, but, like, Driving Miss Daisy. That's pretty easy because that's just two people sitting on a stage. Yeah. That um, doesn't need to be anything moving around. But you're right. The 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 practical live effects would be bizarre and you'd have to get pretty creative for something that's so fast paced as back to the future right with grease you can make it look like it's moving pretty quickly or just avoid the moving scenes of it and keep the car on the stage and do the dancing around it with a la grease lightning well yeah and and with back to the future like a lot of it can be demonstrated in lights like when the back when yeah. the when the delorean travels through time there's a lot of flashing obviously a lot of this plot revolves around a flash of lightning and so fire on the ground that's easy to do yeah. in like an expensive broadway show um but also a big part of the delorean is that it has to get up to 88 miles an hour yeah and it would be very difficult to illustrate that you know you could put this big led screen behind at the back of the stage and make it look like we're moving but then that kind of defeats the purpose of having a full set if you can just make a screen and put whatever you want on it that's kind of a charm of going to the theater is seeing what kind of set they built i guess yeah but we got live people here right and the other thing that's really tricky uh and i imagine this probably was a big hurdle when they were first crafting the shrek live musical as well is that these characters are inherent to the actors who played them right and so where is the line if you're going to play doc brown on broadway are you going to do Christopher Lloyd's Doc Brown? Or are you going to try and do a different Doc Brown, which is even weirder? Yeah, and I kind of 
Yeah. I'm sure versions like of, I don't, I don't know. It's very hard to imagine. It's really hard to imagine because Christopher Lloyd has such a perfect sound to him. And that's so true to the character. Right. So along the same theme uh, of Back to the Future, I figured the classic trailer we'd watch today is for the original Back to the Future movie, the trailer of which came out in 1984. I know a few things about this trailer, but let's just take a look at this first. How far are you going? About 30 years. (laughs) It's pretty corny, right? That's so corny. But in the the best possible way. And this is not something they do anymore, but they used to do it quite a bit, is actually film a trailer for a movie. Because yeah. this doesn't use any footage from the from the movie itself. No, it's itself. like they built it before they filmed the movie. We just see Nike sneakers walking along a beach for some reason. Yeah. Like walking in some dirt. And then... Uh, Marty gets into the DeLorean. We, He's like flicking things around like he already knows how to use it. Yeah, we get all these like little close-ups on the gadgetry of the DeLorean. It speaks to him. A weird disembodied <laughs> voice says, how far you going? And he looks at the camera and says about 30 years and puts on his shades and speeds bow, off. Bow. And I mean, there was an interesting, I don't know if this was the original trailer for Back to the Future, because I heard a story once upon a time that somebody saw some footage of the the Twin Pines Mall sequence where the first time travel test is done with Doc's, Brown, Doc's uh, dog Einstein. Yeah. They put him in the DeLorean and then he blasts off and the DeLorean disappears. And uh, animal rights groups got all upset because they thought Back to the Future was a movie about blowing up a dog. <laughs> How? Well, because, I mean... He's in a car. I know, but it's easy for us to associate time machines with cars now, but that wasn't a thing before. And so, yeah. like, other time machines were, like, they looked like elevators, and you got inside this big capsule, and right. it just disappeared. And so, like, that was one of the creative things about this movie, is they're like, no, we're going to make a car into a time machine. And it's going to zip off into space. That's right. And, uh, I mean, again, like, my favorite movies of all time, maybe, and uh, the trailer is really corny. But any trailer from the 60s, 70s, and 80s is going to look really corny. Trailers from then, too, are so short. Yeah. How long is that? Well, that was an, a, a minute 11. Really? Yeah. I guess, I don't know, maybe that one from Nancy Drew's really throw me off on this one. Because it was is, like six minutes long. It's also about, it's called Back to the Future. That Doesn't that kind of imply that we're going to deal with time travel a little bit? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, definitely uh, definitely see Back to the Future. <laughs> if you haven't, Let's yeah. re- recommend Star Wars and Back to the Future. All three parts. All right, any more trailers you want to check out? I think we probably saw some some interesting chat-worthy ones. I thought those were great. Yeah, okay. All right, well, we'll be back again. Do we have a sign-off for this podcast? No. No. All right, well, see you in the movies. <laughs> <laughs>